Welcome to the Challenge to Change podcast. I'm here today with Diana Boyles and we are going to be talking about food or more specifically food waste, which is obviously quite a quite a big subject. So looking forward to uh, finding some hints and tips from Diana. Hello to you. Hello, Hazel. So where should we start? Because it's a big it's a big subject. It so. is. So how about starting with um our philosophy is to yeah. buy local, buy what we need, um, not to have to, to have as little food waste as we can. Brilliant. And um, to that end, we were very lucky last year, and we reached the top of the queue for an allotment in Nantwich, and we now the proud. Don't think you own it, but the proud user yes. of an allotment which is about five hundred steps away, so very oh, local, very so you local. can walk there and back. And we got it in May last year and we had bountiful produce from it, which presented us with lots of lovely fresh fruit and veg, but gluts. And (laughs) so we were left with that. What on earth am I going to do with all of these courgettes? What am I going to do with all these apples and the apple trees? We ended up with, I think we've got five apple trees. So we had huge, huge (laughs) amounts of apples. So... um, my mum, bless her, over a period of time had given me vouchers for a well-known cooking shop and I had decided that I was going to buy myself a dehydrator. Right, okay. And one of the things that I did was I started dehydrating fruit and veg because um, I'd by this time I had filled my freezer yeah. with apples and was running out of space, had nowhere left to store these. I've got boxes of apples that actually are keeping really well. Yes. That's so um, you can store apples in flat boxes with brown paper. If you go to any of the supermarkets, you can ask them, can I have some of your apple separator? The, you know, you can get the, the cardboard bumpy yeah, that they mean. store the apples in that keeps yes. the apples separate. They're yes. very happy. The supermarkets just throw those at the right. end when the apples are, are sold or the fruits, not just apples. And so they're very happy to give you those. Oh, that's good. So I went to the supermarket and got several of those. And I've got boxes of apples stored. And as long as they don't touch each other and they're covered up and they're dark, actually we're still eating apples that we picked off the trees four months ago. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, that's quite, they're, that's they're quite a long time to, yeah, you know. Fine. I mean, we usually say, you know, store them in, in the fridge. But obviously, if you've got lots of them, you, you, you can't fit them in the fridge. Yeah. You wouldn't, well, you would. You'd have a fridge full of apples and nothing, nothing else. else. Yeah. So that, that wouldn't work. So it's kind of similar to potatoes then because yeah. you keep those sort of dark and yeah. obviously quite We've quite had cool. more success actually storing apples than we have potatoes. Ah, interesting. Funnily enough. But anyway, so we've done that. And I've got a freezer full of apples. And I what else am I going to do? So I've dehydrated apples, which is really easy to do. So you peel them, slice right. them, soak them in some water with a little bit of lemon juice and that stops yeah. them going brown. And you literally just de- put them in your dehydrator. Very low power. So you That's keep good. it on for probably 24 hours. Right. But it's very, very low power. It's like having a light bulb on. Ah. So it's much cheaper than doing it in your oven. So you've got a kind of energy saving so, hit there yeah, as well. Absolutely. We've so, taken yes, so you're... many boxes, wonderful boxes here. Which is good. <laughs> so you are using electricity to dehydrate yeah. them. If you're in a hot country, you could do it out in the garden. Yes, of course. But our produce comes in September. It wasn't sunny over the winter. No. <laughs> um, and so, no, and you can't do it in a fan oven because it doesn't allow the liquid out. Right, okay. You can do it in a traditional oven, but not in a fan oven. Oh, interesting. Oh, so you you, and, right, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, so I've if you want to try this at home, um, yeah. and uh, and you can't do it in an oven that you can't leave the door open, or just a jar a bit to let the 
let the vapour out. Let the moisture out, yeah. yeah. So I've dehydrated apples and pears and plums and courgettes and carrots and leeks. Mm. And it's brilliant. You just literally throw in a handful of dehydrated whatever it is into whatever you're cooking. Yeah. Rehydrates quite quickly depending on how it is, how thickly you've cut it. Yes. So if you yes. if it's quite a a bulky item it takes longer to, to dehydrate and longer to hydrate yes of course so the two things apply but it's exactly the same as if you were having a, something like a pot noodle if you're going to buy that sort of snack yeah that you would literally add hot water to yeah you can make your own instant noodle soup with wow. vegetables so i can get some dried noodles put them in a bowl yeah a handful of dehydrated leeks and dehydrated mushroom whatever it is that i want to put that's in a it. much healthier than an actual yeah. pot noodle that yeah. you would buy from the shop you, know. you can put a stock cube in yeah you can still add a bit and you could you could do that and actually you end up with this effectively the same sort of thing but that's made really with your cool. home grown ingredients and so i'd say that that's been a real success and i use the the vegetables in any stews or sauces anything like that yeah and i use the fruit primarily in things like granola and yes. we'll snack it because yeah. it's quite nice just to eat yeah um healthy as well nice on your yeah. breakfast but I, I make yeah. a granola and i'll throw some of that in there and that sort of adds a nice fruity bit in yeah. it as opposed to putting in raisins or sultanas or something i'd have to buy yes no which and, and obviously grown here as well yes 500, no 500 yards away did you 500, say yeah, yeah 500, so 500 footsteps so yeah. yeah and the um other good thing about that is that um there's once i've dehydrated it there was no cost to it mm. i store it in old containers that have i've gathered over the years you know those tupperware or old mm. food containers that you've picked up from all over the place yeah. and they sit in a cupboard and they they're just as good now as they were when i when i dehydrated them just brilliant. So, is it so? What, what what do you reckon the shelf life possibly is on on those? I mean, obviously, we'd be approximating, of course. But I would I would keep them quite happy for a good year. Yeah. So my plan is to use this until I have fresh fruit again next year. That's fantastic. Really That's good. what I would like to do, yeah. and I and I think that would be perfectly safe too. So I will use it till it runs out. I suspect. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is with that as well. You know. You know. I mean, I've asked that question, but. You, you know you you can you know when something's yeah not suitable for you you can smell it you can you can look at it yeah um if it doesn't if it doesn't look right doesn't smell right then, then don't use it's it it's not right yeah and, and and, that's and that, we but, are yeah. absolutely of that mind so yeah we don't i i'm not a great observer of use by date yeah or best before dates I, I use them as a guide i smell it i look at it yeah. if it doesn't either look nice or smell nice then I'm not going to use no, it. No, we're not going to use but it. But other than That's that, it's probably going to get used. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, I've certainly fallen fallen foul, which is an appropriate word, you know, with certainly with cow's milk in the past where you've looked at the date and you go, oh, yeah, that's fine. But actually, yeah. it isn't. So it's yeah. still within date, but it's but for whatever reason, it, it's gone. You know, yeah. may, maybe the storage wasn't quite right, maybe in the shop or maybe in your own fridge yeah. or whatever it might be. So actually, it isn't necessarily the most reliable And other times, you've had milk that is way past its sell-by or mm -hmm. used by date. Exactly. It's been perfectly fine. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So the same is also true. So I think... You know, going back to 
how we would have lived before we had fridges and mm. supermarkets and all that kind of thing. We, we, we would have had to do that. We yeah. would have had to use our senses. That's what they're for. But, yeah. you know, people We've probably... We've got used to not doing that. We've got used Being to not told. doing that. We've got used to kind of yeah. relying on somebody else telling us, well, this yeah. is okay, this is not okay. So, yeah. But that's a whole, whole, that's a whole, yeah. a whole other sort of conversation. So the other thing we do is is looking at ways, natural ways. How, how would my grandparents have stored these items? So right. you talked about potatoes. If you yes. keep them in a dark yes. sack and so they've got a bit of air and they're dark, mm. generally they're okay. They might begin to sprout a bit. Um, but yeah. generally okay. Yeah. I've got a basket of butternut squash up in one of the bedrooms because oh, I, I had a real glut. I had something like twenty butternut squashes, wow. which is there's just the two of us. It's quite a lot of butternut squash. It's a lot. Even if you're really, really, if you're really, really keen, really keen. Fan. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so I've got a basket, a laundry basket, right, that's okay. full of butternut squash, and I found that I can sit that in one of the bedrooms upstairs, and it's been absolutely fine. Wow. They are. I let them dry off in the sun in the greenhouse just yeah. to you know, to just kind of harden the skins up. Yeah. But they've been brilliant. So I've done lots of that. I do lots of jam making. So I've got jams and pickles and chutneys. Mm. Um, one of the other things I did that was a real success was I dried tomatoes. Oh right! I mean, so, they're, they're so nice. Because they they're dried tomatoes. so plentiful. Yeah, yeah. And I had loads and loads of cherry tomatoes that I dehydrated. Fantastic. And then I put them with some in virgin olive oil, right. olive oil yeah. with some garlic powder, Ooh, and right. some dried herbs. It's really important you use dried herbs and garlic powder rather than fresh garlic because otherwise you introduce moisture into it. Ah, okay. So That's you need to use all dried stuff. You're doing yeah. that. Use dried stuff together. Yeah. And I've had beautiful garlic. Wow. Sun dried, effectively sun dried tomatoes. And, and ethically kind of created as well, and, and you know, they've come from minimal cost. the olive oil came from wherever yeah, the olive oil course, came from, but course, the, yeah. the tomatoes mm. have come, you know, we've grown them, they're yeah. grown in our back garden or down at the allotment. So that's been really successful. That was one of, our, one of the things I really, really liked. Mm. Um, so those are the sorts of things that I do with my produce, and the other thing that I've done is, is used um, food apps. That allow you to save waste food. Yes, yes. So one of those um, is an app called Too Good to Go, yeah. which allows. And, and in our area, mm. there is a supermarket that I can walk to and a coffee shop that I can walk to who every day put up Too Good to Go boxes, which is amazing. And yeah. for the today i can go on i can if i get there in time and you know because it's a competitive business you have to beat everyone else to do yes, it yes but you can go on and for the princely sum of three pounds and nine pence yes i can order a too good to go box from the supermarket and generally when i appear the next day mm. between five and nine o'clock in the evening to collect it i will get a banana box full of fruit and vegetables That's and amazing. it might contain bread it might contain cheese might Occasionally, you get the old cake, yeah. but it tends to be fruit and veg. So last week, I had oranges and I had nectarines. I had grapes. I had the biggest bag of Brussels sprouts you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> which led to some creativity. Um, I had carrots. Um, we had some salad vegetables. We have herbs. Right. So all of those sorts of things. And now I, I like to cook, 
I like the adventure of not knowing what I'm getting and what can I do from it. So I appreciate that this doesn't necessarily suit everybody. Yeah. But for me, I actually having, it was probably a kilogram and a half of Brussels sprouts when I still had Brussels sprouts down at the allotment waiting to be eaten um, because they stay on the ground a long time. Um, has been really interesting and actually there's some brilliant recipes around having sprouts I I found a lovely recipe for sprouts cooked with and sliced down and um, bunged in the oven with garlic and some almond slices that sounds so nice actually and carrots had all these carrots and I found another recipe for carrots cooking them with marmalade oh really Oh, that, that, that does, was that does lovely. Because nice. I've just made 26 jars of marmalade to keep wow. us going through. My husband's a bit of a Paddington bear. Um, so I, I happen to have quite a little marmalade in the house. So how, how long do you think that'll last you then if he's, if he's uh, a bit of a Paddington bear? That'll last the year. He's just finished the last right. jar from last year. And right. the Seville, orange marmalade, Seville oranges come in now, sort of yeah. their January thing. So right. you make your marmalade this time of year. Yeah. Um, but I've been able to make. I, I guess I spent ten pounds on marmalade on oranges. Yeah, yeah. In order to make my to make it twenty six, and so and I've added sugar. Of course, yeah. We were, but yeah, that's you'd, you'd, that's you'd, all I've added to make my marmalade. That, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still thinking about. I'm still stuck on the sprouts. I think because I mean yeah. I love I love sprouts, and you know I think sometimes people you know because they're so heavily associated with Christmas that. I think the sprouts sometimes kind of left behind, or that's my yeah. feeling anyway. So that way, you know, it's January now, or it's, you know, whatever. You know, it's not Christmas, so therefore we you don't eat sprouts. sprouts so but actually, you can because yeah. they're really good for you. And and it's I think they're nice. different ways to eat them. Um, mm. And because I, mean, I, I love a sprout as a sprout, but mm. actually, you, you probably don't want more than five or six sprouts as a sprout. Yes. On your, you know, on your, whatever you're having for tea. Yeah. And so. And I think if you're having a, a meat and two veg, yeah. that, that tiny, but if you, we don't tend to eat those sorts of meals anymore. Right, okay. Um, we tend to eat, well, we, we don't, we tend not to eat very much meat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember the last time I cooked a joint or anything like that. So yeah. our meals tend to be different. So yeah. Asian spiced sprouts. With oh, tofu, really, really nice. So you can make tofu. Have you made tofu? I've never made tofu. No, That's I mean a... I love tofu, but I do have to say that I do just buy it from the venture, shop. Much cheaper to make it, and it is, a real yeah. adventure. Really easy. Is it? It needs to be easy for me. <laughs> Two liters of soy milk. Yeah. And you need Epsom salts. Oh, okay. Right, interesting. That, that's your ingredient list for making. I tofu. associate them with having a bath. Yeah, so get the unfragranced yes, Epsom salts. But you can yes, buy a, a box of Epsom salts for a couple of pounds. Mm, they're not expensive. And I've had a box for the last two years, and I probably used maybe an eighth. So for oh, two yeah. liters of soy milk, yeah. you use about a dessert spoonful of, of Epsom salts. Okay. And you'll make enough. Um, so you you heat your milk up. Yeah cook it for 10 minutes so you let the the milk sort of simmer for 10 minutes or so add a tablespoonful of epsom salt stir it around take it off the heat and it will curdle like cheese like if you're making cheese and you literally strain off the 
curds from the whey, very cheese-like, and I use, you know, you can. I've got some net vegetable bags that I when oh, yes. I go to the supermarket, I can buy my vegetables loose. Yes. I use one of those. Right. Okay. I've got over some a of colander, those actually. Yeah. and I put pour it in there, mm. and you literally let the whey come out, and then I have a an old margarine tub that I've made holes in the bottom. Right. And I then put my net with the curds in when I've got most of the whey out yeah. in there. Fold it over the top, put some weights on the top and let it drain out. Let it drain out. And then when it's a bit cooler, take it out and store it and, and store it in water wow. in the fridge. Really and, easy. And that's tofu. And that's tofu. Do you know, I mean, I mean, I never even, I mean, I knew that it was, I think I knew it was a soya product but I've never even thought about the process of what actually goes into that but I love tofu and it's it's healthy and yeah it's great you know I mean I don't I don't eat meat so it, you know it's a good kind of kind of protein yeah. hit well at least I think it's a protein hit it is a protein hit. yes <laughs> and it and for us we don't have it very often I probably make it once a fortnight once every three weeks that sort of time yeah. and it's it's how you marinate it as to what it tastes like because it doesn't have a lot of natural it taste to itself no but um I made a lovely dish with marinated tofu in things like ginger, all, all of the uh, yeah, typical Asian mm. soy sauce, ginger, I had some some fruit zest in it, those sorts of things, yeah. and marinated that. Sounds really nice. Cook that often with sliced Brussels sprouts, roasted sliced Brussels sprouts, really wow. nice. You see, that's not something that I think a lot of people <coughs> wouldn't, wouldn't think. You know, unless maybe that you know, if, if someone is a you know does a lot of cooking, perhaps they would. But I think you know, without making any great assumptions, I think maybe the average person wouldn't think, oh, tofu, Brussels sprouts. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't think of that, and 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 it's a health, it's a healthy meal, and obviously the way that you've created it as well. It's really tasty. <laughs> yeah, tasty and and ethical because obviously you've used two good to go. You know, you've used, you know, your own produce. And it, but it works really well and mm. but I quite like the challenge of I've got these vegetables and and my my son has an odd box which has just started here actually they're just available in I've this area I've seen that advertised is, yeah so odd box yeah. is a is a vegetable box of vegetables that are odd so the misshapen mm. things and that create that gives you the same sort of issues of oh my goodness I've got a cell area I don't know what to do with it yeah um, my mum has a vegetable box. I think think she has probably Abel and Cole, somebody like that. Okay. Does a vegetable box. But, yeah. Which again, mm. you get noticed. This week you're going to get, and my son, I think he knows in advance what he's going to get. And they yeah. do throw vegetables at you. But it's such a nice challenge. Not literally, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, you get, but I think it's really easy to say, oh, I've got carrots and I've got mm. peas and I've got broccoli and those are the vegetables I have. Yeah. It's really nice to be presented with, I've got this. Yeah no idea what to do with it let's go and find out because yeah, the internet definitely. is really good resource for it recipes it is it is certainly my brussels sprout and tofu recipe if you bought tofu though it would have taken you half an hour to cook and be on the table it's not difficult yeah yeah definitely and you can i mean with the internet you can just put in easy recipe and then you will get yeah. an easy recipe yeah. which is certainly what i would do you know i'm never going to pick anything complicated but somebody else might mm. and you know that's fine and good. And the other big food waste, not share because I'm where we're running over time, and I'm absolutely. We that's absolutely fine. Um, is <laughs> you keep lemons talking. and ginger. 
I often get lemons in my too good to go box. Right. Okay. And I, they've been something that I've wasted because I've not known, you know, I either make a lemon drizzle yeah. cake or I use a bit, but I, I often don't get through a whole net of them. Yes. You can freeze lemons whole. Right. Okay. And you can grate them from frozen oh, to from use frozen. the zest. Oh, okay. So you so you're grating off the just the just the yeah, skin you can basically. Grate the zest right, off. Okay. So you can yeah. if you have lemons that you're not gonna use, yeah. yes, you're not gonna use the the um the juice, but mm. you can use the zest, which is often the tastiest bit in terms of recipe. It is. And yeah. ginger I buy ginger and have wasted all the, any amount of ginger over the years because it's gone Me horrible. Too. Yeah. Put ginger the in the off. freezer. You can grate it from freezing, frozen. Really? Literally. Grate it. You don't need to peel it or anything else. Just put it in the freezer. You can grate it from frozen, skin and all, straight into your dish. And it's absolutely fine. Including the skin? Including the skin. Ah. Because, I, I, do you know, I, I wish that I'd spoken to you a few weeks ago because I actually bought some ginger. I thought, right, yeah, this is, we're going to, you know, it's healthy. We're going to have fresh ginger. When I got dried ginger already so i honestly don't know why I, why i bought it and fresh it, and it ginger is well so yeah. only if you use it you can grate because if you buy it you know i've been done that with chilies bought a bag of chilies because i wanted a chili for a recipe yeah you can put chilies straight in the freezer you can grate those just that's grate such them, a fantastic pen, from tip. frozen yeah. straight into your dish you don't waste it and then if you've got half of it left yeah. over just put it back in the freezer so I think it's such a great tip because I think most people have, have, have fallen foul of thinking, oh, yes, I'm definitely going to do something with this or, and then they don't, you know, so then it's a case of, which is why it's so important to stay aware of what's in your fridge, mm. what's in your cupboards and just, you know, mm. think, well, actually, I'm not going to get the shoes, put it in the freezer, then you can just, yeah, yeah. grate it from frozen. I love And that. it's nice, I think it's nicer than dried you know you can buy dried you know, chili powder and dried chilies yeah. but actually if you've got fresh chili you well a there's the adventure of how spicy is it going to be because you never quite know yes <laughs> it's, it's always a bit nice. of a lottery yeah. i like that lottery in life but um hmm. but it I, th I think it adds something the fresh because it, it is effectively then your fresh ginger it's, it's fresh for ginger and fresh chili. so you've got a different flavor because you because you're right actually fresh ginger tastes so much nicer than mm. you know you know ground dried ginger yeah. it, it does i don't know why that is but but it does taste nicer so you, you'd gain that yeah. that flavor side of it by freezing yeah. it and then and if you marinate yeah. you know, if you're marinating tofu or something like that you can put just grate ginger, ginger into your oil and your soy sauce or whatever it is that you're using yeah and just grate it in mix it up you grate grate your chili in as well and that's all lovely i have to say i didn't know that you could you could just grate in the the skin because i've always fine. I've always cut that off, thinking, oh, that's going to be tricky to digest. Mostly, I think you take it off because it's it's brown as opposed to the ginger flesh. It's white, so it's about looking at it. Ah. Taste-wise, you can't taste it. Really? Mm. See, that's that's a waste as well, isn't it? Mm. You know, why, why, and also a waste of... It's a faff. Of, you know, it's a faff, because it, yeah. it is quite hard to remove yeah. the skin from the ginger, because... Yeah, I remember that. Not with the recent ginger that I purchased, because unfortunately it ended up in the bin. So, freezer. terrible. There freezer. Are your tip next of the time. Day. That's an excellent. Well, not just one because we've had many, <laughs> but that's a really so you know, that's fantastic. And I think if people listening can just take one thing from this podcast, you know, definitely take that. But ideally, take all of it and you know, do more to help the planet. Thank you very much. Thank you, Hazel. It's been absolutely wonderful.